0: Welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt.
1: My name is Courtney. And we talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning.
0: Nice job. Hey, thanks. And I hear you have stuff for today.
1: (laughs) I've stuff. I've got
0: stuff. So So, this is our last, what? What are we doing today?
1: We are talking about models of uh, proficiency-based learning. As always. Did I say proficiency-based learning? You did. I meant project-based learning. I even looked, I had a moment in my brain where PBL got all jumbled up with, is it proficiency-based or project-based? What is it? And I said said to my inner self, no, it's project-based, but I still said proficiency-based, didn't I?
0: It's darn educational acronyms. is what they are. Oh,
1: They're the worst. <laughs> so project-based learning is what we're talking about. True. Last week, we highlighted the last article from that, uh, from the, ed- the, the last uh, research article from uh, Edutopia about the most significant research or most influent- inf- influential, whatever, some of the coolest research <laughs> from 2021. <laughs> and uh, so this week, we are going to talk a little bit more about what project-based learning is and, Examples of good frameworks, because remember what the article said and what anybody who knows anything about project-based learning and how great it can be will tell you is that you have to do it well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Project-based learning done well and with a a clear framework is amazing. Project-based learning done not well sucks for everybody.
0: (laughs) Okay. So... You said, you said right before this, is, uh, you have done some research and you said you have stuff. I've got stuff. I'm super interested in what you have about this.
1: All right. So I have, um, I went and looked for some framework examples. That's another thing that the research talks about, right? Is that there's, um, there isn't a lot of consensus around what quote unquote high quality project-based learning is. And I, I might disagree with that a little bit. I think that there are a few um organizations out there that have put out very clear pieces or frameworks or expectations of what goes what should go into project-based learning.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and, and I think I think that anybody who does it well probably follows one of those one of those models. But sense. then there's also but something that they may be talking about is, and we've said this before this term X-based learning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Where project-based learning originally meant something very specific. Mm -hmm. Now it's a very broad umbrella category under which you could put a lot of different kinds of learning. So if that's where they're coming from with that, with the, you know, with saying that there's not a lot of uh, consensus around what high quality project-based learning is, then yes, absolutely, I would agree.
0: Because you can
1: have place-based learning, game-based learning, whatever-based learning, you know, Mm -hmm. fluffy unicorn-based learning. And when it gets that dilute, yeah, it's really hard to tease out what, what makes something good. So I'm kind of taking a step backwards to the origins of project-based learning. Okay. So one of the original organizations out there that talked about project-based learning was the Buck Institute for Education. Mm -hmm. Um, You won't find them anymore. Instead, you're going to find them under something called PBL Works. Okay. So, um, so pblworks.org is where you're going to want to go. And this is all of the Buck Institute stuff. Um, and so they, say project-based learning is a teaching method in which students learn by actively engaging in real world and personally meaningful projects. And one of the things that they are very clear about is that the project and the process of the project is the learning. It is not the thing that happens after you've read the textbook, right? It's not let's read and learn and now we do a project. No, you learn while you're doing. Okay. Um, which if you stop and think about it, uh, that's how most of us as adults learn, right? Like, uh, hey, I have to disconnect some sinks in my kitchen to get ready for some new countertops. Guess what? I'm turning on YouTube and getting under the sink and learning as I do it, project-based mm-hmm. learning. All right, um, so they lay out kind of, they, they have a framework um, called the gold standard PBL. And kind of these are the elements. There are seven based practices, seven project-based teaching practices that make up project-based learning. Um, There's aligning to standards, building the culture, managing activities, scaffolding student learning, assessing student learning, engaging in coaching, and then designing and planning. That's kind of like what goes into it. Um, the design elements of a project, there's also seven, they like the number seven. Mm -hmm. Sustained, and these are all circular, which is really interesting. Um, that's a change. Many years ago, uh, the, the Buck Institute stuff was linear, uh, but now, and I like it better as a circle actually, because one project often leads into another. So um, I'm going to start where a lot of people typically start, which is the challenging problem or question. Okay, so let's say we start there. Challenging problem or question moves into sustained inquiry, then it moves into authenticity, student voice and choice, reflection, critique and revision, a public product, and then guess what? Back to a challenging problem or question. And Actually, I'm going to say this now. If you're familiar with the design process, design thinking, the design thinking process overlays project-based learning perfectly.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking as you're going through these. It's like, Uh sounds very familiar when we talked about design thinking.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's really nice. Yeah. Obviously.
1: (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I don't, I'm not well-versed in like the history of, classic project-based learning, but my instincts tell me that uh, they use design process.
0: Mm -hmm. Makes sense.
1: Um, Okay. So then another framework that's very similar, um, the framework for high quality project-based learning, which comes from a place called uh, hqpbl.org. So high quality project-based learning. Love it. Um, And Another organization, Summit Learning, that um, we know a little bit about somehow. I think I think through our various connections and other places, Summit Learning is an organization we've interacted with yeah. before, and I, I know that they they themselves are a, a qual, high quality learning institution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they use the high quality project based learning framework. Um, so I so. I feel confident in sharing this. It's not just like Joe Schmo's project based learning. Right. So, although, hey, could be good. Um, They talk about their framework from the position of the student, which I also like. So, from the student perspective, whereas the Buck Institute one is still very much the leader perspective, right? The teacher Mm -hmm. perspective, the planning perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, according to the HQPBL framework, there are six aspects. The most powerful and authentic projects have all of these one for the students. The students have intellectual challenge and accomplishment. The students uh, experience authenticity, right? So both are similar. They're very similar. There is a public product that the students present in some way. There is student collaboration. The students are not working alone. They're working with other students and other people. Project management. I love this one. That was on the other one too, but I'm gonna like highlight it more here. So the students learn project management. Um, that is a huge piece of high quality project-based learning mm-hmm. is that the students learn how to manage it. The teachers teach management skills. The teachers don't manage the project. right? To varying degrees, depending on the age and ability of the students. Yep. But, right. Um, and then reflection. So when a project has all of those elements, either using the HQPBL or the Buck Institute, that, that is what would make high quality project-based learning.
0: of makes sense from when we talked about it last week, when we were t- t- kind of previewing what we're going to talk about this week, we were looking for, there's obviously going to be some differences between a lot of like good frameworks of what this is but 90% of it's going to be the same. And as you just went through those two options, uh, they're basically the same idea. And yeah. like attacking from different angles, the teacher angle and the student angle. And that might be something that if people are thinking about, like starting some of these and how they're going, they might want to start with, mm-hmm. uh, with the teacher one.
1: Yeah. With
0: more of the teacher framework, uh, just to see how it starts going and then slowly wind your way into the other one as students get more used to these type of things so there's one is not better than the other which is yes. pretty clear they're just different approaches to the same idea
1: yeah yeah exactly same elements just one is more focused on the student experience one more focused on the teacher experience mm-hmm. and both of these organizations will link to both of them have ex- have lots of examples and tools and resources right? planning resources, examples of projects, um, all kinds of stuff. And as we've talked before about this, like there's give and take throughout the different projects, how much control the teacher has versus how much control the students have. And that's fine. Some projects are total wide open. Students come up with a the problem, everything, some teachers take control over kind of guiding towards the question they're answering or what the product might be at the end, like all of those things, there's room for all of that. It's when the teacher tells the learners what to do step-by-step step, that you've lost project-based learning. Yeah, if it's right? a
0: script, and, yeah. right? If it's a, some type of script. In- yeah, if it's a script
1: and connect the dots, it's not project-based learning.
0: No, no. Uh, so the, there's some questions that I have for you. Um, and my first one, I guess, would be uh, with, the, with the, uh, the Buck Institute one or the PBL works one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said uh, originally it was alignment to standards. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see that one necessarily in the one from the HQPBL, like explicitly based on standards and stuff. Um,
1: yeah. So, um, when, when you look at the, that is a huge difference, right? So when you look, when you go and download the actual framework document from right. HQ HQ PBL, um, the first one, intellectual challenge and accomplishment, it kind of gets wrapped up into there. Okay. It is not as explicit as the other one is. Um, and so I mean, our listeners know Matt and I. Would prefer you be explicit <laughs> about the standards or your targets.
0: Well, uh, well, as you, the the reason that that question came right to mind is when you said there's a little bit of uh, like teacher direction,
1: yes, and,
0: and keeping control of that, and uh, obviously that should be a really a loose control from a teacher point of view to make sure that people are still gonna, going down the same path, right? Still letting kids do what they, what they want to do and what they need to do and be, be pushing them, that sort of thing. If it gets too far out of line, uh, opposed to standards, you really can easily go down a path that leads you to the briar patch or something. So one, one way to get into it, to to find out what those standards are and that intellectual challenge and accomplishment part that you just said, one thing that, that I would, that I love to get into these type of of things that are the unknowns for the teachers is using that QFT process. Oh, yes. About forever, because yeah. now when you're, when you're having kids start to come up with their own questions around particular standards or targets or whatever you call them. Now it's easy to design some type of project around the questions that kids have that are also around the standards that you need them to learn. So it's a great, like step one in yeah. order to get into a project-based system, uh, project-based uh, learning uh, that really focuses on standards that you need, mm-hmm. but answering the questions that kids have, where then they can go show all their learning, have a, some type of public product, as it said, yeah. critique it, reflect on it, and look at like all that you've learned during that entire time. So yeah. So all of these fit right into all of the things yeah. we talked about for years, it seems now. Yeah. Uh, it, it all j- is just putting it together, but none of them are siloed. No. Which I really like how it all ties together.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, and so we, we should also link to, and maybe we spend an episode or two talking about um, kind of what Matt was alluding to, our learner-centered project-based learning uh, framework. We can, we can pull that back up and talk about that. That overlays with, with both of these frameworks that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually do wanna highlight a couple other options out there. Mm-hmm. Ones that aren't classic project-based learning, but fall under the umbrella of project-based learning. Okay. Um, so if anyone has ever heard of service learning, Service learning is a long-standing model of it is a type of project-based learning um, in which learners work with their community, whether that's a classroom, school, or larger community, to identify problems and then solve the problems in the community. Mm -hmm. And then kind of you, you as the work is going, this is one of those examples where you may not know all of the standards ahead of time. You certainly know some of them because you're always going to have argument, public speaking, reading and writing, right? Those are going to be in, and research are going to be in every single project, but uh, some of the other contents may come in, may not come in. Um, You can find things about that, but just quick, the cycle, it's going to sound super familiar. This cycle of service learning is investigating, designing and preparing, taking action, reflecting and communicating.
0: Sounds very familiar.
1: (laughs) Sounds very familiar, right? Yeah. And then the other model I want you all to go and take a look at is solutionary learning from the Institute for Humane Education. They're based here in Maine. And... They, their model is very similar to service learning, except the, the, the difference is that the solution has to be a positive solution for all living beings. Interesting. Yes. So including animals. So that, um, it has to be like an ethically responsible solution for all beings in the, in the community, uh, so it's just an extra layer of of, um, of of learning and figuring and joy and problem solving that they bring to the to the service learning model. And that one is also very well kind of uh, structured and laid out. Lots of resources, and they even have um, like a a course that you can participate in where you get live coaching about it. I like it. Yeah.
0: It sounds amazing. Yeah. All of these different things. Um, There, As we said before, there's no right or wrong. It's finding something that works for you as a teacher to begin with and try something out. Yeah. And just expand from there. Uh, Right. As we talked about last week, the research shows that kids learn better and faster and it stays with them uh longer after they're out of school yeah uh-huh. all right. that sounds pretty good right there
1: it does <laughs> and all of these models i don't know if you picked up on it all of them have room for learner voice and choice and that's what makes them personalized learning.
0: exactly right it all ties back to personalized learning and speaking yes. of that you can find us the personalized learning podcast at all things plearnmc on twitter on facebook our website and mm-hmm. if you want to interact with us we have a parking lot Yep. Uh, so all of those things, uh, let us know uh, how you think about project-based learning and uh, where you want to go. The people who have uh, uh, tweeted about us, our podcast and our little series of research. Uh, thank you all, especially to Lori, who puts us out quite a bit. And uh, we will talk to you all very soon.